I'm talking about Ruth. Now, Ruth is a book in the Bible. She gets a whole book and it's only four chapters and it's really easy and quick to read. It makes a good story. So if you don't know the story well or if it's a while since you've read it, I would recommend go and read it. In fact, pause me, go and read it and then come back um, or indeed um, read it afterwards if you prefer, because there is so much in this story um, and I only have 10 minutes, so I can't cover all of it. Uh, there, there's so many angles, there's so much you can learn from this, but I, as I was just reading it through, ready to talk to you guys, I was thinking in particular, this is, it's a biblical story. This story is steeped in Jewish culture and in Jewish law. And you sort of have to read this with a glossary of terms to understand half of what's going on in the story. If you don't know the context, actually, some of the impact and amazingness of the story gets lost. So um, I will do my best to help with a few bits today, but I would suggest as you read it, read it from that context. Um, you can also read it and see what an eternal story it is. Not that it goes on forever and ever and ever and ever and you can never get to the end to it. That's not what I mean. What I mean is the story of Ruth is actually like, um, there's a word we use, foreshadowing. Um, it basically, it's like um, an, a mirror image or a, another example of the story of Jesus and all of mankind. So there's something about this story that's really fascinating when you read it in context of what Jesus has done for you and for me and for everybody else. We'll talk a bit more about that, but that's cool too. Um, finally, it is actually, there's a modern element to this story. Um, it's, it's quite cool. I was thinking, at first when I read this, I find it difficult reading some of the stories about women in the Bible because women don't get such exciting stories as the blokes. Um, they don't always get to go to war and knock down walls and that kind of thing. But actually, as you start to read the story, you can see that there are some really modern moments in this. Um, this is a story about a young woman who is given incredible status. She is, in fact, one of only four women mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus himself. So she is like Jesus's great, 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 great grandma. And there aren't very many women listed in that list. So there's something really cool about Ruth and who she is. Um, it's also, it's a story about an immigrant. And that right now is an important element of the story to think about and to wrestle with. We're not going to talk much about that today, but it's interesting to go back and to look. Um, finally, it's a story about a dispossessed person who encounters God and then sees his provision in this amazing plan. Um, and we see this moment, there's this incredible moment in the story of Ruth, it's right near the beginning, where she's talking with her mother-in-law, Naomi. Um, Naomi has lost her husband, she's then lost both of her sons, so Ruth is also a widow, and she tries to send Ruth home to her own family, and Ruth says to her, I'm sticking with you, your God is going to be my God. And there's a reason she has that moment. There's a reason she makes that statement. And I think it's because she's had a real encounter with God. She wouldn't make a statement like that, leave everything she's known to go with her mother-in-law unless she had had an encounter with God, a real one, something that she can hold on to and can take her through the rest of the story. 
Um, all of that was preamble, and um, we're already halfway through the time. Okay. <laughs> So Ruth is the ultimate rags to riches story. Um, she goes from a situation in which she has simply to survive all the way through to thriving. And I'm going to tell you this bit now because I think if you're writing notes, this is the only bit really you need to write down. Um, this is a story about faith. And I found this really wonderful quote about faith that says, faith is trusting God even when you don't have a plan. I'll say that again for you if you're writing it down. Faith is trusting God even when you don't have a plan. And actually, I think that sums up what faith is. It also sums up Ruth's experience in this story. She is the ultimate lady without a plan. Um, and yet God takes her story and transforms it. She goes from being an outsider to becoming part of a family and not just any family you the spoiler alert right at the end we find out that Ruth is actually King David's grandma King David the biggest king in the whole of the Israelite story she's his grandma and that's like dynasty family right there so um, let's just skip over half of my notes and we'll get to the good bit. Um, Ruth is a widow. So within Jewish culture, she is at the bottom of the pile. She's in fact a widow living with another widow and they don't have any family around. So when you're a widow in this culture, in this context, there's no way of getting any income except for something called gleaning. Now this is where we need our glossary of terms. Um, so Ruth and Naomi, they've come back from Moab, they're in, back in Israel and they need to get some food. So Ruth goes out gleaning and gleaning is basically a thing where you go to the fields where they're doing the harvesting and according to Jewish law, the farmers are meant to leave a little bit of grain around the edge of the field and then that's where widows and orphans and foreigners can come to to um, grab their little bits and pieces of grain and they can survive basically it's not a lot but it is enough to survive and so this is what Ruth goes out to do but there's this is the the, the brilliant coincidence the first first of a number of moments where is it a coincidence is it God well um, the field she happens to pick happens to belong to a guy called Boaz Boaz is a really good guy he knows all about Jewish law. He knows about leaving the space for gleaning. And Ruth's taking a little bit of a chance here. And in fact, there are a couple of times in the story where when you actually stop to think about it, she's being really courageous. There is every chance that Ruth, turning up at a field to take grain, um, will not be allowed to, might be kicked out. She might be hurt. Um, they definitely could starve. There's no guarantee. Israel's just been through a really big famine. And whilst it's Jewish law that there's meant to be some grain left aside, there's no guarantee that an immigrant lady with no husband is going to be allowed in to pick up the grain. Because the farmer might want to keep it all for himself and his own family, or he might want to make sure that the Jewish widows get the grain first. However, Boaz is a good guy, and we know that because Ruth is allowed in 
to get some grain, to glean some grain. And then when Boaz finds out who she is, he actually shows her great favour and gives her more than she needs. And we start to get to this point in the story where Ruth and Naomi, they are surviving. Um, but that's not the end of the story. The story goes on, and I don't have loads of time to go into it, but if you read it, you will find out that there's this plan that gets hatched that's very... Um, <laughs> It's, it's intrinsically part of Jewish culture. You need, there's this, Boaz happens to be something called a kinsman redeemer, which means he's part of Naomi's dead husband's family. And a very long story short, eventually he marries Ruth. And there's another moment in the story where Ruth is a, she's vulnerable and she could be putting herself into a very, very dangerous situation. But actually she's protected and she ends up marrying Boaz. And as I told you before, they have a baby who goes on to be the grandfather of King David. Um, so she is his ancestor. How cool is that? Isn't that great? Um, I've been thinking about this because, um, well, I don't even need to look at those notes. I just wrote it really big to remind me to tell you. Um, we, this whole series is called Faith is a Doing Word. So as I was thinking about this, I was just thinking, well, God, what did Ruth actually do? If faith is a doing word, what is it? Um, and we go back to that quote, trusting God when you don't have a plan. Now, Ruth did not have a plan. And yet somehow God spun this story together to bring her from being an outsider into being part of the family. Um, and so as I was thinking about this, I was just asking myself, well, what is it that Ruth actually did? And there are a couple of things I think she did. The first thing she did was that moment with Naomi, right at the beginning, she sticks close. She sticks close to Naomi. She says to her, wherever you go, I will go. Whatever you do, I will do. Your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. She sticks close. She's not just sticking close to Naomi, she's sticking close to God. That encounter she has had with him is holding her and she is sticking close to him. That's the first thing I think she does and I think that's really important. Another thing she does is she's obedient. She's obedient to the things that she is asked to do. She's obedient to the law at the time. Um, Naomi sends her off to do a couple of things that seem a bit strange, but she's obedient and that plays out in her story. As you read it, you'll see that. So she sticks close to God. She's obedient to what it is that she's called to do. And finally, and most importantly, I think she is courageous. She is in some situations where she could be in danger. She's a young woman, she is vulnerable, she does not have family support around her, which in that time and that culture is what would have kept her safe. Um, but she is brave and she steps out. She goes to the fields on her own to collect grain. And then she goes again to meet with Boaz. And as you read the story, start to read it from her perspective. Start to read it imagining how she would have felt as a young woman putting herself into what could have been a very scary situation. And just with me, marvel at her courage. Because it is in her courage and in her obedience that we see faith at work.
she is trusting God despite the fact that she has no plan because she knows that he does have a plan. And it's a plan that takes her from being an outsider into being part of the family. And that is God's ultimate plan for all of us. He wants every single one of us to take that journey from outsider to part of the family. And if you don't believe me, read a gospel because it's all in there. Um, I'm going to stop there because I'm a little over time and I don't wish to go any further. But um, shall I pray before we finish? Shall I do that? Um, yeah, Father, we thank you for these stories of faith that you have put in the Bible to help us see something more of what it means to trust you even when we don't have a plan. And as we come before you this morning, we just ask that you would be with us, that you would remind us of the story of Ruth and the other stories we've heard in the past few weeks that you would give us courage, you would help us to be obedient. And Lord, most of all, we want to stick close to you through everything, that we would see that trip from being an outsider to becoming part of the family, that we would see your plan for us come through so that we go from surviving to thriving in the plans and the projects that you have for us. We thank you, Jesus, and we thank you, Father. Amen.